There are roughly 65 Mets icons here today that will be introduced shortly by Howie Rose. I'm Wayne Randazzo, joined by another metal timer, Ed Coleman, here on the broadcast with me today as we get to Old Timers Day. And Ed's having the time of his life here at Old Timers Day, talking to all your old buddies that you covered and spent time with over your entire career. Uh, this is great. It's great to see these guys. I haven't, you know, I've talked to a few of them over the years, but I haven't seen a lot of them uh, over the years. And it's, it's great. Most of them fit uh, very nicely in the uniforms, too. I, I told yes. them that they've done a good job uh, staying in shape. Uh, you know, in their retirement, but it's uh, it's great to see them all here. Uh, Jacob DeGrom came out, and I noticed a lot of the pitchers, like Skip Lockwood and some of the others, are, are taking pictures with Jake, and uh, I can't say I blame him. Coney's out there as well, too, so uh, it, it's it's just great to see everybody here. And it, you know, to go from no old-timers for years and decades, Wayne, and all of a sudden to see all these guys here in one day, it's just tremendous. That's pretty great. And that does lead us to our pitching matchup for the Amazons. <laughs> it'll be left-hander John Franco, and for the Miracles, it'll be right-hander Bartolo Colon. Yeah, there you go. Well, listen, Bartolo is probably, uh, you know, he's this is uh, going to be a little test for him. I'm sure he uh, still wants to pitch in the major leagues, so... He might be uh, gassing it up there. It's good to see Bartolo here as well. Johnny, uh, yeah, we see an awful lot. Uh, and Johnny's going to start the game for a change. He'll be uh, the opener. I, I don't think that's a, a role he had when he was a player for sure. Well, as far as that goes, we will find out what Franco and Bart have in the tank. Cologne might have a lot in the tank. We'll yeah. see. We're expecting Dwight Gooden to pitch at some point. Ed Lynch told me he's going to pitch. So we'll get to all that shortly. Today's coverage of the Mitch Old Timers Day in ceremony is brought to you by the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation supports America's heroes. Thanks so much for your help. And by National Grid. National Grid is here to help you save this season and every season. So many Mets legends are here. Some of the greatest players in franchise history. Daryl Strawberry is here. David Cohn. A lot of the great managers of the past, including Joe Torre, Bobby Valentine, Willie Randolph, and Terry Collins. Two of two each will manage the teams today. Terry and Bobby have the miracles. Willie and Joe have the amazings. You know, Randolph and Torrey, they've teamed up before, so yep. they've got some uh, history and a little bit of a camaraderie built in. Terry and Bobby, they're going to have to... They're going to have to get used to each other as we'll have that game coming up. But first, we have the introductions, and Howie Rose is here to present the Mets old-timers. Thank you. Thank you very much. And welcome to a real celebration. Sixty years ago, a four-year void in our town was filled as the New York Mets brought National League Baseball back to New York. From the very beginning, at the Polo Grounds, through 45 seasons at Shea Stadium, and for the last 14 years here at City Field, the Mets have been as much a part of the fabric of this city as Broadway, the corner hot dog stand, and the subway. Simply put, the Mets are New York. Some of baseball's greatest and most famous figures have worn the orange and blue over these six decades, contributing to five National League pennants, two world championships, and with the promise of more glory to come. Today, we pay tribute to those who have created the special bond that makes the love affair between the New York Mets 
and their loyal, adoring fan base, unique and everlasting. From Stengel to Showalter, from Ashburn to Alonzo, we salute 60 wonderful years of the New York Mets as we welcome back so many of the people who have taken us on this incredible ride. And so, let's introduce our special guests for this afternoon's festivities. An original Met, this lefty was the only pitcher to post a winning record for the 1962 and 1963 Mets, and that wasn't easy. Ken McKenzie. Escorted by his son Ken, as well as Maxine and Janelle Agee, representing 1969 world champion Tommy Agee. This power hitter led the 1962 original Mets with 94 runs batted in and 34 home runs, a mark that stood until 1975. Welcome back to New York, Frank Thomas. Escorted by Larry and Lindsay Berra, the son and granddaughter of Yogi Berra, the manager of the 1973 National League Champion Mets. This was the first winning pitcher in franchise history. On April 23rd, 1962, we are delighted to welcome back Jay Hook. Escorted by Bill Jr. and Tyler Robinson, the son and grandson of 1986 world champion Mets hitting coach, Bill Robinson. Our next guest led the 1962 Mets in appearances and saves. Here is Craig Anderson. And Craig is escorted by Irene Hodges, the daughter of Baseball Hall of Famer Gil Hodges and her granddaughter Emma Savelli. This left-handed reliever pitched in the very first night game at Shea Stadium back on May the 6th of 1964, Steve Dillon. This three-time All-Star and 1972 National League Rookie of the Year tossed a shutout in game two of the 1970. 
Championship Series, Vince Hall of Famer, John Matlack. This reliable relief pitcher racked up 65 saves during his five-year tenure in Queens. Say hello again to Skip Lockwood. This slick fielding second baseman, and was he good, was instrumental to the 1973 National League pennant winners, Felix Neon. This Brooklyn native won in double digits twice in his career with the Mets, appearing in 30 or more games four times, Ed Lynch. This catcher and four-time All-Star, nicknamed the Bad Dude, spent 10 seasons with the team. We are so happy he could join us today, accompanied by his son, Justin. Welcome back, John Stearns. He set a Mets rookie record by reaching base safely in 29 consecutive games in 1977. Here is Steve Henderson. One of the keys to the 1988 National League East champions won 20 games that year. In 1991, he tied the franchise record with 19 strikeouts in one game, David Cohn. He began the 1987 season with 10 consecutive wins, a record that still stands today. Welcome back, Terry Leach. An important piece of the Mets' bullpen in 1999 and 2000. He went 8-0 in 99. You know what? Back then, his young son would run around the clubhouse. Now that kid runs around National Football League fields. But here's his dad, Pat Mahomes. This Mets catcher and Johan Santana battery mate was behind the plate for the first no-hitter in Mets history. Welcome back, Josh Tolley. Our next guest had lots of big hits for the Mets, including an RBI single in the 10th inning. In Game 2 of the 2000 National League Division Series, we welcome back Jay Payton. This left-hander ranks in the top 10 in franchise history in wins, 
innings pitched and strikeouts. And he won a huge game, a shutout in 1999's one-game playoff with the Cincinnati Reds, Al Leiter. This Connecticut native slugged seven home runs in his first 131 at-bats in 1994, and he was defensive whiz at first base, too. Say hi to Rico Bronia. Our next guest pitched the Mets to the 2006 National League's Eastern Division title when he shut out the Marlins at Shea Stadium four to nothing. Here is Steve Trexel. A fan favorite from Hawaii, forever remembered for his walk-off home run in the 13th inning in Game 3 of the 2000 National League Division Series, Benny Agbayani. The Mets don't win without this durable reliever. He appeared in over 65 games in both 1999 and 2000. As tough as they came, here is Dennis Cook. Buck Showalter might want to hold his ears here, but our next guest walloped a series-ending walk-off home run in Game 4 of the 1999 National League Division Series at Shea Stadium, Todd Pratt. This two-time All-Star ranks in the top 10 in home runs as his fans, Todd Squad, remember them? Cheer them on. Welcome back, Todd Hundley. Another durable and reliable starting pitcher. He made 30 starts for the 2000 National League champions and was tied for third on the team with 11 wins. Say hi to Glendon Rush. This fun workhorse's three postseason wins are tied for the second most in team history. He had a rubber arm. Right-hander Turk Wendell. This Mets Hall of Famer ranks first in postseason history in hits, runs, and runs batted in, including a memorable grand slam in the 1999 Division Series, Edgardo Alfonso. He batted 368 with eight runs batted in in the 2000 National League Championship Series, and then he went on to hit 400 against the Yankees in the World Series, Todd Seal.
the most valuable player of the 2000 National League Championship Series. This left-hander pitched 16 scoreless innings against the Cardinals, winning two games. Here is Mike Hampton. A terrific utility player who will forever be remembered for his spectacular catch in Game 7 of the 2006 National League Championship Series, Andy Chavez. He slugged a career-high 34 home runs in 2005, and he caught the final out of the 2006 National League Division clincher, a Mets fan's favorite, Cliff Floyd. Well, our next guest hit 77 home runs during his three years in Queens. Ironically, fans fondly remember a home run that wasn't. His grand slam single to win game five of the 1999 National League Championship Series, we welcome back Robin Ventura. One of the best relief pitchers in Mets history, his 40 saves in 2006 helped lead the Mets to their first division title in 18 years, lefty Billy Wagner. This guest will forever be remembered for his first major league home run in San Diego. Do you need more? Remember though, he could pitch too. This all-star won 44 games over four years in Queens. Who knows, he might not be done yet. Bartolo Colon. Another Mets Hall of Famer, this team captain holds the club record with 276 saves, Brooklyn native John Franco. This four-time All-Star was the greatest base stealer and remains the only batting champion in team history, Jose Reyes. This baseball Hall of Famer and two-time Mets All-Star collected his 3,000th strikeout with the Mets. Pedro Martinez. And this National League Championship Series most valuable player set a major league record with a home run 
in six consecutive postseason games, helping lead the Mets to the 2015 National League pennant. Welcome back to City Field, Daniel Murphy. There is a game coming up, so let's meet the managers. Managing the amazings for today's all-timers game, this nine-time All-Star played three seasons for the Mets and managed the team from 1977 to 1981. Baseball Hall of Famer, Joe Torrey. He managed the Mets from 2005 to 2008. He played for the team as well, but he led the team to a National League East title in 2006. Great to have him back at City Field, Willie Randolph. The other team will be named the Miracles and managing the Miracles. He became the first Mets skipper to guide the team into the postseason in consecutive years. We always love to see him, Bobby Valentine. <laughs> By the way, that was a block. This occasional broadcast partner of mine managed more games than anyone in team history. He led the club to the 2015 National League pennant, Terry Collins. And now, representing the 1969 World Champion Mets. His diving catch in game four, and there's more, his 400 World Series batting average helped lead the Mets to their first World Championship, Ron Swoboda. One of the best pure left-handed hitters the Mets have ever had. He batted a robust 538, helping lead the Mets to a National League Championship Series sweep over the Atlanta Braves, Art Shemsky. From James Monroe High School in the Bronx, he went on to appear in more games than anyone in team history, ranking in the top 10 in hits, doubles, and runs scored, a member of the Mets Hall of Fame, Eddie Cranepool. And Ed is escorted by the daughter of Baseball Hall of Famer, forever, our number 41, the franchise, Tom Seaver, please welcome Sarah Seaver Zesky.
in one of the greatest pieces of baseball choreography. He caught the final out of the 1969 World Series and closed it in poetic fashion. This Mets Hall of Famer hit 340 that season. We welcome back Leon Jones. And Cleon is escorted by more Mets royalty. He is being escorted by Kim Harrelson and her daughter, Alexandra Abatello, representing 1969 and 1986 world champion, Buddy Harrelson. And now, from the 1986 World Champion Mets, he established a National League Championship Series record for most putouts and assists by a shortstop for a six-game series. Rafi is back, Rafael Santana. Adorable reliever. He compiled 33 saves for the Mets between 1982 and 1987, Doug Sisk. Our next guest set what was a then major league record for shortstops with 88 consecutive errorless games, Kevin Elster. He contributed a key 10th inning single and scored the tying run during the magical Game 6 rally, Kevin Mitchell. This 1979 All-Star and another all-time Mets favorite began the eighth inning rally in game six of the World Series against the Red Sox, and then with a bases loaded walk in the ninth, Brooklyn native Lee Mazzelli. His pitching carried the Mets to victory. This left-hander led the 86 Mets with 18 wins including the critical Game 3 of the World Series in Boston, Bobby Alhita. A gritty spark plug. He hit 333 during the World Series and ranks in the top 10 in stolen bases. Still an all-time Mets favorite, Wally Beckman. One of the all-time Mets. We know him as Mr. 3030. He had three seasons of 30 home runs and 30 stolen bases. The most in Mets history. Welcome back, Howard Johnson.
He loved to have fun, and he was a great reliever. He led the 1986 Mets in saves, in addition to winning 14 games. A whole lot more to him than simply the second spitter. But we welcome back Roger McDowell. This two-time All-Star ranks fifth in team history with 98 wins. A terrific starting pitcher, but will always be remembered for his heroic relief effort in Game 7 of the World Series from Hawaii, Sid Fernandez. He could hit and he could dance. How else do they name a shuffle after you? Yep, the Tuffle Shuffle. He had 333 during the 1986 postseason. Tim Tuffle. Quite possibly the most electrifying player in franchise history. He's a Mets Hall of Famer. And yes, he hit a little roller up along first, the most famous at-bat in team history. There's so, so much more to him. We always love to have him here at City Field. Mookie Wilson! This Mets Hall of Famer and beloved broadcaster ranks in the top 10 in club history in complete games, innings, strikeouts, and shutouts. Ron Darling. The most valuable player of the 1986 World Series. He had a terrific regular season, but will always be remembered for hitting the go-ahead home run in Game 7 of the World Series, Ray Knight. This seven-time All-Star has hit more home runs than anyone wearing the orange and blue. He's a Mets Hall of Famer, Daryl Strawberry. At his peak, he was virtually unhittable against left-handed batters, and he was on the mound for the clincher of the National League Championship Series and the World Series. Love throwing number 47 himself, Jesse Orozco. Our next guest made every one of his starts at Shea Stadium an event. A Cy Young Award winner and Mets Hall of Famer, he electrified fans with his blazing fastball for 11 seasons. Welcome back, the Dr. White Gutton.
A five-time All-Star, quite simply, the best defensive first baseman of all time with 11 gold gloves, the Mets' first team captain, this Mets Hall of Famer, had his number 17 retired earlier this year, Pete Hernandez. And finally, the greatest home run hitting catcher of all time, a baseball Hall of Famer and one of four Mets players to have his number retired, Mike Piazza. Let's hear it again for your 2022 Mets All-Timers. Now fans, before our game begins, we ask you to please direct your attention to City Vision for a very, very special video. When a ball player is one of the best to ever play the game, he's an all-time great. When an all-time great changes the way we play the game, he's transcendent. And when a transcendent ball player calls New York home, he's tied to that city forever. He inspires generations to follow in his footsteps. Many greats have represented this city over the years, but only one has had an identity so unique he was known as the Say Hey Kid. Willie Mays perfected the craft of baseball. Everyone wanted to be Willie Mays, especially the kids who played stickball in the streets with him. When the Giants moved in 58, hearts were broken. But that wasn't the end of Willie Mays' New York story. In 1962, a new tradition was born in New York. And nearly 10 years later, the city was reunited with the Say Hey Kid. Mays worked that magic in his Mets debut, slugging a game-winning homer. Thank you, Willie Mays, for helping write the story of our game for helping write the story of our city, for helping write the story of our Mets. Fans, 50 years ago, the original owner of the Mets, Mrs. Joan Payson, fulfilled a promise that she made to herself by bringing the great Willie Mays back to New York from the Giants so that he could conclude his career with the Mets. Now, although Willie was a Met for just two years, he helped them win the 1973 National League pennant. In fact, he had a key hit in the pennant-clinching fifth game of the League Championship Series against the Cincinnati Reds and the final hit 
of his career broke a tie in the 12th inning of Game 2 of the World Series in Oakland, helping the Mets win the game and even the series. Willie Mays, like the Mets, began his Major League Baseball journey in New York at the famous Polo Grounds in Upper Manhattan. The connection to National League Baseball in this town runs deep. It runs through Willie and courses through the veins of Mets fans. Upon bringing Willie back to New York, Mrs. Payson promised him that shortly after his career ended, the Mets would retire his number 24. Well, sadly, Mrs. Payson died before she could make good on her promise. And all these years later, it has remained unfulfilled until today. The New York Mets are proud to announce that in accordance with Mrs. Payson's wishes and at the urging of his former Mets teammates, in recognition of his contributions to the Mets, as well as baseball in New York and the country at large, Willie Mays, 24, will take its place in the left field corner here at City Field with the other greats in Mets history. From this day forth, no Met will ever wear Willie Mays' iconic number 24. In his honor, please welcome his son Michael, representing the Mays family and joining Willie's teammates on the field for this very special moment. today, he is home watching this all unfold. And he sent along a thank you message that I will read for you now. And Willie, thank you for the honor of allowing me to convey your thoughts. Hey, it's Willie here. I've been asked to say a few words, which usually isn't very hard for me. This time, though, I got stuck. How can I only say a few words about something so important to me? I sat down and thought about how it was playing for the Mets back in the 70s. You might lose a lot of details after so many years, but what I can never forget is the way it felt to be back in New York City playing for the Mets fans. Mets fans are loyal. Mets fans are passionate. Mets fans are allowed. They let you know right now how they feel. 
Well, let me share how I feel today. The Mets retiring my number, number 24. Man, that's the best. And how do I feel? Like I've hit a game-winning homer. As I prepared what I wanted to say to you, I thought about all of the folks at Shea Stadium who helped me. And then I thought about all of the new friends that I've made at City Field. And since I've got to keep this short, let me mention an important few. I want to thank Mrs. Joan Payson. I want to thank my Mets teammates. I want to thank Stephen Cohen. Most of all, I want to thank all of you Mets fans. Mets fans always gave me the biggest ovations and the loudest thank yous ever. Today, I return those thank yous from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, Mets. Well, thank you very much. This has already become one of the most memorable days in the history of the New York Mets. We continue to celebrate 60 years of New York Mets baseball with an old-timers game. It's coming up in just a couple of moments. Thank you.